Hey bitches, welcome back to That's the Worst, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin Ie, and we have a lot of opinions that are well unpopular. I, I, I <laughs> love when you first start out and you literally are doing an ASMR podcast. You get so close to the microphone. And then by the end of it, it's like you're at the other side of the room. Okay, would you rather I be closer? No, 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 no. Please back up. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll do. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I just think that we have come so far, i.e., in this podcast. This is episode 91. Um, and I have been doing this thing where I'm trying to listen to like a podcast before we start to like hype myself up. This time I did, did you it do yesterday. That today? I did it oh, yesterday. Yeah. And we were having such technical difficulties. Like it, we it was episode thirty-one. I think is when we talked about Biden. Like pretty early. Thirty-one. Really? It was, it's in September of twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was like in the thirties. And um, <laughs> we've just done like an absurd number of episodes during since this the, since like March. We have. I really feel. And um, yeah. let me see what number it is. Thirty. Yeah, thirty-three. 33 right after game of thrones like do you remember that oh, no not in the slightest bit you can tell that we're wow. like drunk first of all which was like that was our original intent for this podcast was to get drunk but and we did I that actually, every single time i'm feeling a little bit better with either like a few drinks or like some coffee and like chatting because we really sounded drunk and it was just like we were i i personally was very like incoherent during it and <laughs> we were like Trump supporters, i.e. Like we'd like, oh my God. it was bad. I mean, we, we <laughs> do bring some valid points against Joe Biden, but all of our articles were from Fox News and we were like <laughs> quoting these like conspiracy <laughs> theories by Fox News. And and you said, you said something. Well, first of all, you called Joe Biden a skank. And then, <laughs> and then you said, um, you know, this is what this is what Trump should be doing. He should be digging up like dirt on Joe Biden. Like he's doing his job as like an opponent. And it literally was what? like, oh my, I know we were Who out was of control. That girl? Like, shut I up. Know. I know. So I'm we are here today. This is going to be the first of our countdown episodes where we go back to an old podcast, listen to it again and either like agree with ourselves again or give some clarifications. And, and today just give we are like here, a good update. For some clarifications and some updates, we are updating and clarifying our stances on a few um, topics in the recent in the election situation. Yes. And we're also refreshing this episode to include the other half of the Joe Biden Woo! ticket. That I'm is saying she's like Kamala 70%. Harris. I think so. Wow. 60, 40. Um, <laughs> I think it's 70, 30 or 75, 25. I would hope so. I mean, I think that she overall is really going to bring that voice that Joe Biden is incapable of having. So, okay, I need to quit bashing him because that's who I'm voting for. But like, yep. hey, let's, let's be real. We're going to be anyway. a little bit more positive today, but he is very old. And one thing that I brought up in the previous podcast, which I thought was interesting again, was that Joe Biden ran for president in 1986. And he's just older. Like he's just old. That's like that a part is of when his he should have been. Vo that's when he should have been running for president. Yep. So like, we are so 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 excited for Kamala Harris to join the ticket because she's fifty five. She is um just incredible all around. Every single thing. I wanted her to be the the Democratic nominee all the way from the beginning. Um, and I'm just glad that she's on the ticket. Yeah, I think this is like the next like best case scenario for sure. It is. I, I don't want to do, go down the slippery slope of getting back into our conspiracy theories again, but <laughs> <laughs> the connection that Joe and Kamala have is through Joe's um, now past. Okay, I, we're being a little bit more, you know, like uh, light with those topics. Okay, with he's dead. He is dead. son, yes, um, Bo. And they work together. And we talked about Bo a lot in that first episode. More, we sure did. More just that I literally claim that he did not die of brain cancer. And that is not a nice thing to say. Um, so, um, Once yes. again, we were drunk. Yeah. yeah. 
so him and Kamala yeah, work together. So yeah, I'm interested cool. to like learn more about that connection. And I feel like that was a good like personal connection for them to have. Um Oh, I agree. Yeah. It's not I, I don't really know what the what Joe's connection to any of the other running like um any of the other people that were in the running for vice president are other right. than like working with them in government. So I think that this was more of like a personal connection. I think it's definitely like um Joe is maybe like a father figure, not a father figure. I don't know. Just like a it's like your friend's dad. You know, like you respect him, you're like you're um polite and respectful, but like they're not like the best of friends. Yeah, and you uh, okay, well I'm going to I'm going to try not to say anything negative. Um <laughs> I just have so much faith in her as an orator, as like her charisma and her policies and just how like she's fiery like the queen she of is. she's the queen of charisma. She I could listen to her talk for literally like 100 years. And yeah. what my issue with her right now is that I she kind of fell off uh, like the national stage a little bit in between December and now she has still been like doing her incredible work. Out. Yeah. But she hasn't been as visible. And like, I just think that Instagram live that she did with Sarah Cooper, like I thought it was incredible. It was so funny. Like that's it was so, so great relatable. That she's, yeah. It was just like good for young people. And like, they're talking about TikTok and like all these things. And there was only like 4,000 people on it. And like AOC has Instagram lives that get like millions of people. So I understand right. that those are two are different things. And I understand that like star power is a little bit different, but um, she's back in it now. Everybody seems to love her. She's just like, she's doing very great. I saw something like related to AOC on Instagram and I like saw a flash of the headline and then I like it somehow refreshed and then I missed it. But do you know what that is? On like, Instagram? Yeah. Was it Something the thing like about her second grade teacher? No, no. It was it seemed that was really cute, but it seemed like it was something more serious. But oh. I don't know. Okay. Like Maybe today? You see it. Yeah. Um, for, nope, for a I second, didn't see anything. I, for a second I thought that maybe it had something to do with her like not really showing support for Kamala yet. Oh. Which is weird. She hasn't really outwardly supported, but I that's fine. I, I think that... Um, but she, I think she should. Like, I feel like I she agree. can draw in some of those, like, Bernie voters, you know, which we really need. Yes. If we're going to bash anybody on today's podcast, it will 100% be Bernie Sanders because somehow he is still, like, his supporters and him just still, I think, really bring down the Democratic Party and... Um, they never, they're just well, never those are the, those are the pleased. People, those are the people that like everybody hates when they think of Democrats. And that's what's scaring. And that's why, um, you know, moderate voters are moving towards Trump because of, because of their ideals like that. Right. Like, right. They think that but like socialism's going to take over. Exactly. Oh, preaching to the choir, Kev, you're preaching to the choir. Um, I think that I ever since um, when whenever he dropped out in 2016, I think Bernie Sanders could have done a better job of convincing his followers to um, be a little bit like more. To, you have to unite the party. Yeah. Just being a little bit more forward thinking about, you know, there's a lot of things that you could take issue with. Um, absolutely. With Kamala and with Joe. But this is like the presidential election. This is the one chance we get. Like, I don't want to hear any negativity, honestly. If she was if she was running for, um, you know, Senate and there was like another good Democratic candidate, then I would like to hear her flaws and where's like places that she could improve. This is not her to like put things aside. Kamala Harris compared to the other three white idiots that are running for president and vice president. She is leaps and bounds ahead. Like more than anyone could have ever could ever see and so anybody who has anything negative to say i know she's not a perfect person like i'm not sure of any politician that is oh um, i mean neither was hillary i mean she was 
almost perfect, but you know. In our eyes, she was perfect, but people found those stupid things to complain about, and that's what all the headlines were. And so we just can't do that. And I have you seen that Instagram post that um, I literally almost like reposted on my story because I thought it was so good. Um, let me try and find it here. What was it, it about? Is, it's about um, Kamala. It's this woman named Ava. Um, oh, that's the one you sent me. Yeah. Right? I just really think that it's a great thing to say. So she posted the New York Times um, headline that says Harris joins Biden ticket achieving a first and the it's a pretty long caption, but I'll go really fast. (laughs) There is no debate anymore. There's no room for it in my book. We either make this happen or literally more of us perish. People are dying. Someone I love died. The virus is real. If, if it hasn't visited your doorstep, it will. Oh, but Kamala did this or she didn't do that. I hear you. I know. And I don't care because what she didn't do is abandon citizens in a pandemic, rip babies from their mother's arms at the border, send federal troops to terrorize protesters, manufacture new ways to suppress black and brown votes, actively disrespect indigenous people and land traffic and white supremacist rhetoric in an effort to stir racist violence at every turn attempt to dismantle most American democratic systems and of checks and balances degrade women all day, every day, infect the Supreme court with another misogynist hack, demolish America standing on climate actively cultivate and further white supremacist culture and systems across all aspects of American daily life. I mean, that's what she didn't do. So I don't want to hear anything bad about here. It doesn't matter to me. Vote them in and then let's hold them accountable. Anything. Oh my gosh. Of course, like a crank call right when I'm reading that. (laughs) And a fucking siren outside. Wow. Anything other than that is insanity. It's ego. It's against our interests. It's selfish. It's disrespectful to our elders. It's nonsense. It's talking talking to hear yourself talk. This is a matter of life or death. We need all our energy focused. This is a fight for more than can be expressed here. There is no debate anymore. Not for me anyway. Vote Plu 2020. I just completely wholeheartedly agree with that. I don't want to hear a single criticism right now. I will hear if it's January and they're sworn in. Then I can hear criticism. That's fine. People criticized Obama when he was in office, but, but not point, right now. We just, we just need to move forward. We can't be like harping on these little things. Yep, exactly. So that this is a completely 100% Kamala Harris stan account. Like, I think that she should honestly be the president and we are by, behind her 100% and we will not stand for any Bernie supporters saying otherwise. Yep. And you know what? If Biden dies, it's going to be great because then Kamala can be president incredible and i think kamala can happen later kamala literally has a good relationship with all of the other candidates like cory booker kirsten gillibrand elizabeth warren like i just think that if it's so it was so cool to see the outpouring of support for her and i think that that cabinet will be really strong i it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be like celebrities in my eyes it's It's gonna literally be like everybody who ran in 2020 hopefully Right. And then Hillary Hopefully, in my book. Except not like Amy Klobuchar. Oh, Amy's she's fine. She ate a salad with a for, with a comb, but other than that. <laughs> she's just like screaming at her staff. It's fine. <laughs> it's so funny, like the one or two things that stick with you about a person. You know what I mean? That's like That's what stuck with me. <laughs> that she's screaming at her people. Yeah. I, I literally know. I every time I picture her, I picture the um Hidden Valley Ranch and how her <laughs> logo was the same as Hidden Valley Ranch's. Really? I definitely sent it to you. There's like, it's the same colors. It's the same scheme. I like can it's literally the Hidden Valley Ranch logo. I just <laughs> the green that. and the blue. Yeah. it's <laughs> And that's what her presidential like logo was. That's funny. That's smart. Like I, I would be, I'd show my support for some ranch. I really liked that sign that was in your family member's yard that said, buy... Don, I yeah. think that that was very clever. I haven't seen that anywhere else. Yeah, me neither. I don't know where they got it, but and they were like, "We're so happy because we're like making our neighbors mad." <laughs> wow, I'm sorry, but after all those things that I just read in that Instagram caption that are true, if you vote for Trump, I re- I don't I don't really have much. I don't have any respect for you anymore. That's literally what I told my parents. <laughs> Whoops. Oopsies. Okay. Anyway, so right. let's get into our usual wiki segment. We need like a sound that says like do 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 do. Wikipedia. Okay. So let us talk about Kamala Devi. Devi. 
Yep. Harris, born October 20th, 1964. Are you on the same article? No. Or you just knew her middle name? I knew you were going to stumble with it. Debbie, Debbie. Okay. <laughs> Demi Moore. Demi Moore. I hate that. Oh, my God. Okay. So she is an American politician and lawyer who has served as the junior U.S. Senator from California since 2017. She is the presumptive. What does that mean, Democratic- junior? Like, it, are, there are two senators. One's the senior. One's the junior. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's like in um, New York. Like Chuck Schumer is the senior, and Kristen Gillibrand is the junior. Oh, okay. I think it just has to do with like how long how long you've been they've there. been in yeah. office. Yeah. Um, So born in Oakland, California, Harris is a graduate of Howard University and the University of California Hastings College of the Law. She began her career in Alameda County District Attorney's Office before being recruited to the San Francisco District Attorney's Office and later the City Attorney of San Francisco's Office. In 2003, she was elected District Attorney of San Francisco and she was elected Attorney General of California in 2010 and reelected in 2014. She defeated Loretta Sanchez in the 2016 Senate election to become California's third female senator, as well as the second African-American woman and the first South Asian-American to serve in the U.S. Senate. It's insane that she was the third. Like, you think of California as, like, the most progressive place in the world. Yeah, super progressive. Yeah, and it's like, if it's not happening there, it's certainly not happening anywhere else. Um, As a senator, she has supported health care reform federal descheduling of cannabis, a path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants, the DREAM Act, a ban on assault weapons, and progressive tax reform. She gained a national profile for her pointed questioning of Trump administration officials during Senate hearings. Harris ran for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination and attracted national attention before ending her campaign on December 3, 2019. She was announced as former Vice President Joe Biden's running mate in the 2020 election on August 11th, 2020, becoming the first African-American, the first Asian-American, and the third female vice presidential running mate on a major party ticket after Geraldine Ferrero in 1984 and Sarah Palin in 2008. You know who needs to shut her mouth is Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Like, you have no no more word in this situation. (laughs) Like That caption that she, like, gave Kamala Harris, like, advice. And the, like, Like, multiple paragraphs. It was, like, a, like... She was listing like the proverbs from the Bible practically. Like it was so strange. Like you know what? Go take care of Bristol and like your 17 grandkids and oh, just take a break. She needs a serious. Like I thought she was taking a break. Like just let it go. Okay. Anyway, so let's also talk about her early life and education. I'm interested in that. Are you interested in that? Of course. Sure, great. Okay. I literally love everything about this woman. Like every single thing. It's exactly how I felt about Hillary. Like I love, like she's just so photogenic. She has, she just looks so happy. Like she's, I just love everything. I want to hear everything. Okay, perfect. So like I said, she was born in 1964 in Oakland, California. Her mother, I'm going to screw up the name, is Shamala Gopalan. Sure. She was a breast cancer scientist who had emigrated from some city name in India. Isn't it <laughs> Chennai? I'm going to say wrong. Chen- no, it's Tamil Nadu. Oh, Nadu. Okay. Yeah. Nice try, though. Um, in 1960, to pursue a doctorate in endocrinology at UC Berkeley. And her father, oh, God, her father's name is Donald J. Harris. <laughs> not a great, not a great oh, first Donald name and middle J. initial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he is a Stanford University professor of economics who emigrated from British Jamaica in 1961 for graduate study in economics at UC Berkeley. I would hate to have professor parents. Like, can you imagine this, the expectations there? Oh, they would be so annoying. (laughs) Like, uh... leave me alone. (laughs) Um, Okay, so she was raised in Berkeley with her younger sister, Maya Harris. As a child, Harris lived briefly. Okay, I don't really care what the... It's been said that part of um, her campaign issue was that Maya was her communications director, or maybe she was her campaign manager. Like, Maya was a big part of her campaign, and people took fault with that. Um, 
But I really oh, like, really? I loved her campaign. I loved her campaign colors. That kickoff event that she had in California was amazing. Um, I think they did a great job. I think it was and just I- sexism and racism working against her. Honestly, I don't think it was her her campaign strategy. Right. And like, who cares? Like if she wants her, like if she trusts her sister to like help her with that, like what is that doing? Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Okay. So she, okay. So basically the, she lived in like a predominantly black area in California. I think that's what this paragraph was saying. Um, And then she began kindergarten and she was bused as a part of school desegregation efforts to Thousand Oaks School, a primary public school in a more prosperous neighborhood in northern Berkeley. The school bus drove her to a school which two years prior had been 95% white. By 1969, 40% of the students were black. I think she like alluded to that story in the debate. In something race. Yeah, it sounded familiar. That sounds familiar. Um well Harris that was an up. interesting I think that was interesting because that was when she was attacking Biden in the debate. Right. And now here they are. Um, Okay, so Harris grew up going to a black Baptist church and a Hindu temple. She and her sister visited their mother's family in this place. Oh, that's where the Chennai thing comes from. Yeah, I think her family lives there. Um, And then she's also visited her father's family in Jamaica. Her parents divorced when she was seven. Oh, I didn't Um, know that. Oh, sad. Yeah. And then she also said that when she and her sister visited her father in Palo Alto on weekends, the neighbor's kids were not allowed to play with them because they were black. Oh, I saw the video of her saying that. She and her sister moved with her mother to Montreal, Canada, where their mother had accepted a research position at Jewish General Hospital and teaching at McGill University. Montreal seems cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's been like all over. Um, Harris attended a French-speaking middle school and a high school in somewhere in Quebec. Um, and then after high school, Harris attended Howard University, historically black university in DC. While at Howard, she interned as a mailroom clerk for California Senator Alan Cranston, chaired the economic society and led the debate team and also joined the Alpha Alpha sorority. Um, she graduated from Howard in 86 with a double major in political science and economics. And then after that, she went to law school. Wow, crazy. Can you imagine somebody with actual credentials to be in this position? Yeah, wow, like a law degree. Interesting. Wow. Like economics that's, that's... and political science. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then she she received her law degree in 89 and she was admitted to the California bar in 1990 so basically after that she like started her career as an attorney um i won't go into every single detail here um but then she campaigned to become district attorney in 2003 um and she became california's first american district attorney of color oh wow that's cool so that was like early 2000s um, and then she became district attorney attorney of San Francisco. Um, I don't. This is like all of this stuff about how all of her involvement with like crime and I don't know. I feel like that's where she starts to become a little bit problematic. But like we were saying, it's, nope, not problematic. No, but I'm just saying that's like part. People of People take so issue with her record as a district attorney. Yes. Right. And then she became attorney general of California and she was in that position from 2011 to 2017. Um, And then after that, well, there's a, if anybody just like go on Wikipedia, if you'd like to read further, there's a lot. Can we skip ahead to her her personal life? Yeah. Okay. And then obviously after that, she is now in the U S Senate, which is awesome. And then, oh my God, this is like, okay, here we go. Personal life. It's very short, but um, so Harris married attorney Douglas M. Hoff, who was at the time partner in charge at Venable's Los Angeles office. Um, and on August 22nd, 2014 in Santa Barbara, um, they got married and she became, so she is a stepmother to M. Hoff's two children. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And as of August 2019, Harris and her husband had an estimated net worth of $5.8 million. Yeah, she I mean, is... two successful lawyers. Exactly. And she's a member of the Third Baptist Church of San Francisco. Interesting. And her Harris's sister, Maya Harris, was an MSNBC political analyst. Maybe that's kind of why it was controversial because she was like, oh, like conflict in the media. Um, and then her brother-in-law, Tony West, is general counsel of Uber and a former U.S. Department of Justice senior official. So her family is like very well connected. Wait, her say that again. Who's the Uber person? Her brother-in-law. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then her niece, Mina Harris, is the founder of the Phenomenal Women Action Campaign. I follow her on Twitter. She's funny. I follow her. And she has a good Instagram, too. Um, yeah, niece so that, meaning I, that's, is that Maya's daughter? That's Maya's daughter. Yeah. And her, the Uber guy, is that Maya's husband? I don't know. Let me. Or is it on. her husband's Or brother. her husband's. Um, geez, this guy is like interesting that they don't say anything about maybe, maybe uh, Maya didn't run her campaign. Maybe I just made that up. Who knows? No, I know that she definitely had like some involvement. Yeah, he's married to Maya. Oh, cool. That's this a guy, cool family. Tony. Um, and he's so he's currently the chief legal officer of Uber. Um, and he was also associate attorney general of the United States and general counsel of PepsiCo. So this guy's wow. like, really he's connected. out there. Um, yeah. Maya Harris was appointed as one of the three senior policy advisors to lead the development of an agenda for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. So see ya. That's wow. incredible. Um. I'm just trying to see. Yeah, I guess that your little 55 Things article would have been a nice thing to go through as well. <laughs> but I think, we, I think I still like hit on all of these things. Yeah, you got to most of it, I think. Um. Okay. That just had it like. Um, I just want to see if there are any like, down. more recent points. How do you feel about her, I.E.? I like her a lot. I'm really happy that it's her. It was just I'm such excited. good like news this week. Like I feel like it I was so positive and I like got a notification like when you texted it to me like on my watch and I literally like ran to my phone. Like I was excited. I was excited. I ran to get the deets. So not a good story. Oh, it was hilarious. A hilarious <laughs> story. I, Distraction Jackson over there. <laughs> you want to bring okay. up the um, connection with Joe then? Oh, I thought you had that. Oh, I do. I that, th- is the, that is just such a great point. I, thank you so much for bringing that oh, up. Oh, I'm happy to do it, you know, but I thought I sent that over to you. You so. sure did. Okay, thanks you for were- thanks for transitioning us over. I, Kamala Absolutely. Harris' friendship with Joe Biden's late son was central to their first joint event. Joe Biden's late son, Beau, and his relationship with Harris hung over the first appearance of the Democratic presidential ticket. So this was in Delaware this week, I think on Thursday, maybe they um, like had a was it just they just had like a stage up and they live streamed it like they didn't have an audience. I don't think it looked um, like there were a few people there, but I don't think it was like a big event as they. OK, so Harris previewed what is likely to be bring to Biden's campaign an impressive resume, a sharp tongued prosecution of President Donald Trump and a symbolism of a historic candidacy that looks much like the Democrats' most loyal voters. Um, I know how much Beau respected Kamala and her work, Biden said as he introduced Harris, and that mattered a lot to me, to be honest with you, as I made this decision. Quote, I learned quickly that Beau was the kind of guy who inspired people to be a better version of themselves, Harris said. He really was the best of us. And when I would ask him, quote, Where'd you get that? Where'd that come from? He'd always talk about his dad. That's just like so sweet. And I just love that connection. Um, Let's see. 
A fact that, let's see here, as a woman of color and the daughter of immigrants, Harris to Biden also represents future generations of the Democratic Party, a fact that has significant weight given Biden's age 77, Jesus. Among the first things Biden mentioned about Harris Wednesday, quote, she is ready to lead on day one, a.k.a. like Biden, you take a backseat and just let Kamala Like let her do her thing. Yeah. All And this morning, all across the nation, little girls woke up, especially little black and brown girls who so often feel overlooked and undervalued in their communities. But today, today, just maybe they're seeing themselves for the first time in a new way as the stuff of vice presidents and presidents, presidents and vice presidents, excuse me. I just think it's such a like a feel good story. And I just can't wait in like 50 years for this to be like a documentary because it's just and I hope that at the end of it, they actually get elected. But we'll see. You do wonder, like, if they, if Biden and Kamala, like, if they did regularly, like, have conversations with each other, and if they sort of did come to some Joe Biden or Bo Biden? Joe. No. If they had regular conversations, like, recently? Yeah, or even, like, just leading up to this next election. Like, I know they disagreed on some things, but Mm -hmm. I think, like maybe joe kind of realizes that like he's not the most qualified or maybe steady the most the steady to be doing this right now so like yeah they kind of came to some realization that like kamala will be carrying a lot of it well that's why i think it's interesting that she really more than any other candidate like went after him in the debates and that was like a big point for her to like go after him and his history because he doesn't have a great history i mean anybody who's been in politics for 60 years however many years he's been in it but like i just isn't gonna have him like you're so how would you not be so burnt out 77 years old like Like, i get burnt out i'm burnt out from working in little office jobs for six years like literally so you run in for anything Ms. Harris was one of four finalists for the job, along with Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan, and Susan E. Rice, the former so na- you... former national security advisor. So you're saying that he actually offered it to Elizabeth first, and she turned I... it down? That's what I think so. That's kind because. Of in that tweet, and it's from this New York Times article, I, this New York Times article is really long, so I'm not going to be able to find it in here. But basically what um, the tweet said was that she has hit her 70th birthday. And let me see if I can find it. I definitely sent it to you, but I have to get through all the selfies that you sent. Um, <laughs> that was a screenshot. It was not. <laughs> um Oh, shoot. I did have it here. Um, it basically said that she has no. Oh, I'm. I'm. We're struggling. I'm sorry. She has she has hit her 70th birthday and aha, I found it. I knew I could find aha. it. Aha. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren told, told Joe Biden's VP search team that she was past her 70th birthday and would not be looking to advance a long range political career in the vice presidency. Some members were convinced she did not aim to run for president again. So I, th- to me, that means that she, they told, she told them that she doesn't want to be vice president. I don't know whether he asked her before, but she definitely made it clear that she was not looking to do a to maybe she be just, the vice president. Maybe she just like addressed it, like knowing that she was in the running. Maybe, maybe just so she that like made his narrowing it down easier. Who um, is the only person I don't really know about is this Susan E. Rice, but I'm sure I was, do- I was just going to talk about her because I saw she was on the Today Show. Oh, like the day after the announcement. Um, and she I actually I just pulled her up, but she was like a national security. She was the national security advisor of the U.S. from 2013 to 2017. So she did like work. She was talking about how she did work pretty closely with biden oh with biden well also with biden (laughs) like in the yeah because that would have been before trump took office um it does say that she's inexperienced as a candidate yeah 
but she seemed really cool and they were like at, they literally asked her like were you disappointed when you figured it out and she was like not I mean no like I think that he made he like made the right decision with her yeah. um but it's she, just yeah. interesting how many people they like looked at for this yeah they vetted a lot of um which is good but I, feel I like really I think that that was one of the the oh, only things that I took issue with Hillary was that I think she could have thought a little bit more about her VP pick. He was so random. <laughs> he was just mean. so like boring, like Virginia. Well, the thing is, like someone like Hillary has such a strong personality and she can really carry it. So she kind of needed someone like that. That's true. Yeah. Same with like Obama with Joe. Like, yeah, that's he didn't true. Need, he didn't really. I mean, honestly, like Michelle was like more energetic and impactful than joe biden like i can tell you more things that michelle obama accomplished as first lady first lady did as vp now what do we know about gretchen whitmer like she's been pretty hard like pretty tough she's like an andrew cuomo type of situation like she's been like a tough governor of michigan during this thing but like i don't know if that really um she was the other possibility yeah, the four of them: Harris, Warren, Whitmer, and Rice. Um, I just I just googled her, and there's this article that says Gretchen Whitmer is America's most incompetent politician. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that can't be true because she is a woman who is literally the governor of Minnesota, so, or I'm sorry, Michigan. Michigan. Um, yeah. I just. But I'm a, I'm glad that this movie. already shows that like he knows how to do this like he's very biden i'm talking about like he has a good team that's like vetting people and doing things the right way which is like just what we've been missing over the past four years is like people yeah. doing things like how they should be done like actually and, like, being respectful of people and like you know um i don't know just doing it right and just because he's not like the most outgoing like public figure that doesn't mean that he still doesn't like know what he's doing behind right. the scenes yeah so i think that's something we should think about and i, I like kind of do want to look back and see like what the things are he's accomplished through i mean he if he made it this far he had to have accomplished something so the know? other thing that this article talks about is um they were like wondering with the conflict that happened between Harris and Biden, like whether she was actually going to say yes. Um, the potential for conflict between Biden and Harris advisors was resolved in another way, at least for now. Mr. Biden and his advisors conveyed to Ms. Harris that they expected to have the same understanding with respect to staff hiring than that Mr. Biden had followed with former President Barack Obama. During the campaign, and if they win during a Biden-Harris administration, Ms. Harris's staff hiring would be approved by Mr. Biden. Interesting. Hmm. Um, Jennifer O'Malley Dillon, Mr. Biden's campaign manager, like, I, that person needs to become a bigger voice. Like, I, I've never even heard of that woman before. Um, Jennifer O'Malley Dillon, she's the campaign manager. Um, oh. Told Ms. Harris plainly after she was picked that they would be one team and that she would have the full support of the Biden staff. In a statement Thursday night after the story was published online, Ms. O'Malley Dillon said some Harris aides would be coming on board. We've already begun welcoming members of Senator Harris's team to the campaign and are move all moving forward together as one unit focused on beating Donald Trump this fall. So that's good. This Jen O'Dillon woman looks useless. <laughs> well, of course, she's like uh, fucking Biden's like right hand woman, I guess. <laughs> She just looks like the most boring woman ever. I'm sure she's very competent and nerdy, but being a political strategist. Oh, here we go. I did find the, the Elizabeth Warren part. Ms. Warren noted that she was past her 70th birthday and would not be looking to advance a long-range political career in the vice presidency, leaving some members that, that, that I already read that. The search team told Biden they believed they could rely on Ms. Warren as a cooperative governing partner, an assessment Biden shared. So uh, maybe she didn't say no, but she wasn't really like enthusiastic about it. I don't think. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I understand. And I think it's like, I kind of respect her for like passing it on to someone else. Like, I think she's kind of realizing that she's done and like, maybe she will be offered a position 
somewhere. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm sure in the cabinet, but like she got beat so badly in the presidential election and she hung on for so excruciatingly she, long. I know. Like, it was like I wouldn't want to do it either. Have some dignity. <laughs> Kamala yeah. Oh, yeah, December, I, she was like, Okay, I'm out of this. Yeah, well, and then she could kind of like focus on strategizing for maybe being a VP candidate. Or just like actually doing her job as a senator. Or that, which like a lot of other people just let go to throw the to the wayside. Probably. Oh, that wayside always. So, do we have any information about her stepchildren? Um, I know I saw a post somewhere. Let's see. And the only other, the other child we will not be talking about today because I really lamented the point in the past, in the previous episode about Hunter Biden. Um, we will not be perpetuating any conspiracy theories about Hunter Biden <laughs> and the country of Ukraine today. Thank you so much for if, your time. If you do want to hear about it, though, you know, you can go back to episode 33. If, yeah, know, if absolutely. Sounds like a great but time. We, and you know, we're not necessarily agreeing with our former opinions. opinions our former selves. It was like a fun little activity. Yeah. Okay, and so if here, when you're back there, go and listen to the Game of Thrones episode because that's always a good throwback. Yeah, sure. We don't even remember doing that, but I'm sure it was great. Um, okay, so um, let's see. Her husband has two children named Cole and Ella, and to them, Harris, they call Harris Mamala because- Oh, I remember that. I like that. Cole, Ella, yeah, it's cute. And I agree that we didn't like the term stepmom. Harris I think it's Mamala. Oh, <laughs> like Kamala. Yep, I get it. I get it now. I was like, why is it Momala? <laughs> <laughs> Malala. <laughs> Mamala. Yeah, that's, oh my God, that's even cuter now. Okay. Anyway, so Harris has spoken publicly about her close bond with her stepkids and how much Cole and Ella mean to her. Now, given her new role and increased visibility, we're likely to hear more about them. Um, it says that Kamala was careful and thoughtful about meeting Cole and Ella. They are named after John Coltrane and Ella Fitzgerald. Um, Harris wrote in Elle magazine that being a child of divorced parents herself, she was careful about her relationship with them, <coughs> with them both when she and Emhoff first started dating. She said, I was determined not to insert myself into their lives until Doug and I had established we were in this for the long haul. Children need consistency. I didn't want to insert myself into their lives as a temporary fixture because I didn't want to disappoint them. There's nothing worse than disappointing a child. Yeah, completely agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she needs... She needn't have worried. The initial meeting went well, and Harris fell in love with the two kids. That's like the ultimate thing. Like, just oh, have like some so step awkward. kids. But just have like some step kids, and like they're not your responsibility. Oh, ab- she is literally goals in every single like aspect of her life. <laughs> um, she said that Cole and Ella could not have been more welcoming. They are brilliant, talented, funny kids who have grown to be remarkable adults. I was already hooked on Doug, but I believe it was Cole and Ella who reeled me in. Aww. Harris says that she even has a great relationship with Emhoff's ex, Kirsten. Oh, int- I was going to ask about the ex. Of yeah, course gonna- she does. Oh, there's a cute picture of them um, of from Instagram. The- her and the ex? <laughs> no, her and the oh, kids. Oh, the kids. I was like, oh, wow, they're that close. <laughs> yeah, they hang out. They have like wine nights. Of course. She um, just seems like somebody who is just so like you want to like her so much. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's see. It says in the word mamala in Yiddish means little mama. In fact, oh, the couple interesting. honored Emhoff's. I mean, it's spelled differently, but they honored Emhoff's Jewish faith at their wedding. And on top of that, it's a sweet combination of Kamala and mom. When Harris made the decision to run for president, she explained that they are my endless source of love and pure joy. I can Aww. say only one thing with certain certainty. My heart wouldn't be whole nor my life full without them. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I just love she's so connected to her family. Like, ugh, it's and just she so can just sweet. Like, she can just like balance it all. Um, and then the kids, the the son is um, he works at Plan B like <laughs> Oh, interesting. After graduating Colorado College, and Ella is a student at Parsons School of Design. Cool. Interesting. 
Is he like a pharmaceutical person or does he like sell? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> um, no matter what, sounds great. Yeah, sounds great. So, <laughs> and then this also just mentioned, oh, and she's also, a, she's like super close with her niece, Mina, it mentions. Yep. So she just has like the coolest family. Um, And it seems like they're all really supportive of her. So, absolutely. That I would love like, here. um, I would love I want like a documentary. I want to yes. like see all of them, you know. Or just like some group photos, you know. That's all I I need like some more photos on her Instagram of like her and her fam. There are some th- those ones that I was just mentioning. There's like a cute selfie and like they're all on her Instagram. Remember when Hillary used to go around and take all these selfies at her ca- at her campaign events? She took so many. Oh, Remember my she great picture she was with her? So cr- <laughs> 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 Carnegie Mellon University. Mm-hmm. Never forget life changing speech she gave there. Literally, first day of my life. <laughs> so okay, the other thing. So that is number ten. This counts as our number ten um, throwback really? episode because. Our fir- our unpopular opinion that we revisited was our unpopular opinion about Joe Biden, and we do, um, you know, regret some of the things and some of the conspiracies a, that we perpetuated. Like a good, like professional update, I would say. I agree, and we just have such a better reason to like him now than we did back then. I mean, in oh, September he was running against Kamala, so now right. they're together; they're a team. Yeah, and at that point, I never thought that it would be him, but. We were are. you and you know what though i you predicted it since then though you were like you know it's gonna be him and i was like no like we are not gonna elect him and you were like it's gonna be him yeah wow you know who was your first did you originally like elizabeth warren um i would like i always loved kamala but i just kind of thought like this is probably not the time I really think if she gets a VP now that she could definitely run for president in 2024. I'm, I mean, I'm super happy. Like I said, I'm super happy even now that it's Kamala over Elizabeth Warren. Oh, are um, you? Yeah, for sure. I just um, think like um, the Elizabeth Warren and Trump like rhetoric or like more Trump's rhetoric just, about Elizabeth was, Warren is just terrible. terrible. Yeah. And it's also, really just sad to watch that that, man is even allowed to hold an office yeah. any kind I also, of office i think that um i think that my interest in elizabeth warren and ish i just like i think that she was like filling some kind of like hillary void yes they're so yep. similar they like look and alike I, yeah i think and like their energy is the same they're both very like outspoken and dynamic so i think that's i think that is kind of part of why i was with her but yeah it's fine. I'm happy where it, I'm really happy where it ended up. Um, and I'm just really hoping that they gain a lot of momentum between now and November. And I'm really hoping that Kamala is going to help out with votes from younger people and people yep. of color because yep. we really need that. Yeah. We really need the like more people in those demographics to get involved because sadly during the 2016 election, those groups i mean they didn't turn out to vote as much so right um and i think kamala, I did. kamala will do a good job like targeting her messaging um and hopefully like get people excited about it so. absolutely i think she already has really i think that this like reignited a lot of things um yeah. i did see something interesting i was just thinking about hillary's like walkout songs during her campaign yeah. and i did see that they walked out to that song I don't really know how it's related, but it was it's the music from Kanye West Touch the Sky. You know that song? Right? Sure. I'm not I'm not catching. Do you know that, what song I'm talking about? Kanye West Touch the Sky? Yeah. Is that an older song? Yeah. It's like one of my it's like the only um Kanye West song I like really like. Um, the first thing that came up was "Touch the Sky" from Brave. <laughs> it's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's speech ends with Curtis Mayfield's "Move On Up." I. Sorry. <laughs> here are interesting facts about the song, and one of the interesting facts is that it's used 
in Touch the Sky. Kanye West's single Touch the Sky from 2006 is also said to be sampled by Just Blaze um, using Move On Up. So they're, they both use the same um, song. Oh my gosh, and Move On Up has been used as the soundtrack in the British film Bend It Like Beckham. Oh my gosh, that's a British film? Yeah, I think so. So it's it's Curtis Mayfield's Move On Up oh, is it's the a, song. Oh, that soccer movie. I was thinking of... Um... <laughs> you... <laughs> what were you thinking of? I was thinking of um, Gotta Kick It Up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's... Related, Almost. But... Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know. Um. Well, that just seemed like a very informative episode on this Friday afternoon. I'm just so glad to be able to talk about Kamala, and we'll continue to talk about her, but we're going to now count down our other... Huh? Weaved in. I said we'll have, like, general election updates weaved into our episodes. It's only 88 days. Can you believe that? That's crazy. It's really crazy. Do you have, like, a countdown clock? No, but everybody keeps like, uh, you know, posting on social media know, how many like, days. So many days from the election. Yeah. I already requested my absent or my mail-in ballot. I need to do that from my non-residents. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I, I don't have a residence. Can I like register to vote in PA? Because my vote will like mean so much more here. That's where I vote. I think you should try. I could try. Yeah. I'm going anyway, to register to that. vote in PA. But like your vote kind of, like. your vote matters in DC, doesn't it? Or no? Yeah, but I like there aren't as many like local people to vote for, you know. Oh, well, yeah, that's true, but you for the presidential election you'll be able to. Yeah, I mean voter registration that. application. Here you go. I Hokey doke. I can't believe you didn't. Oh, deadline alert is 10 19 2020. So that's, oh, um, I yeah. I can't believe okay. you didn't do the register to vote in my Instagram story that I used the other well, day I because am. I am a political activist. I am already registered to vote, just not here. So, okie doke. Um, do we have anything else important to say? I don't think so. I think this is it. We'll just, it feels like that Friday afternoon meeting where they're like, okay, like enjoy the 10 minutes that we like didn't, you know, that we left you. Enjoy 10 minutes back. <laughs> I don't, okay. That seems like it's it from everybody. So have a great day. This weekend, any big plans? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Like, no, just a chill, you know, kicking back. Okay, I'll shut up now. All right, everyone. So um, just a reminder, we did not give this earlier this episode, but check us out on our social media platforms on Twitter at That's the Worst underscore and on Instagram at That's the Worst pod. No, the account has not been deleted. It's still active. <laughs> um, just, it's more of a remnant. It's more of like a memory book. Than <laughs> um yeah so check those out be sure to subscribe to us on i.e the last post was june 16th that's two months ago (laughs) all right we're on it right after this Um, (laughs) and yeah subscribe and like and review all those fun things tell your friends post about us on your instagram story spread the word spread it we are Kevin Ie, and that was literally the Biden Harris 2020 people. Yeah.